0: if I didn't do this, I wouldn't have this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, it was. It felt like such a risk being in a relationship with both of you. But because of that risk that I took, it led me to the greatest love, to the greatest community, to the most beautiful experiences, creating this expansive love that I've never felt before with community. This
1: is a Soul Fire production. We are back this week with the second part of last week's episode with Pasha and Lauren. The conversation was so good and went on for so long that I think it was best to split it into two. So I hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation. And again, happy birthday, my loves. On to the next question for the two of you. Um, (laughs) Figuring out the boundaries. Because boundaries, agreements—some people call them rules. I do not really like talking about it in terms of rules, but I think everybody has their own words, right? So Pasha and I always had a couple of agreements. They were don't sleep with anybody else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> our our agreements were always, and they've gotten fewer and fewer over time. But essentially, we tell each other everything. Um, we didn't really with other people unless we felt really connected and solid in our own relationship first and that still stands Mm -hmm. um you know there's never like a hundred we've like learned that over the years um a hundred percent looks different every day but as long as we feel really connected and like our our container is intact then we are happily to happy to support the other and going to play we never want to like go have a date with somebody else or like sleep with somebody else out of feeling like our needs aren't being met in a way of lack. Now, disclaimer, I talk a lot about not getting your needs met from one person. So certainly there are different types of lovers and energies that we both like to be with that we are not for each other. Mm -hmm. Like Pasha is not artsy um, and he's never going to want to watch like an independent film with me. Um, but this is probably correct. <laughs> yeah. And so like, it's all good for me to be like seeking that out from somebody else, of course. but we never wanted to like, Oh, we're kind of like on different pages and we're kind of being snippy with each other. So we're going to go on dates with other people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that just a little disclaimer. We always wanted to make sure that we were exploring externally from a really solid place.
2: I think it's really important to know. I'm sure you've talked, talk about no, it extensively, please. but like To know that just because you might be seeking something else outside of your marriage doesn't mean that's lacking in your like I'm not artsy. I'm okay with not being artsy. Mm -hmm. And if you find someone that is artsy, I'm actually very happy for you to explore that whole side of you because you are very artsy. You're very creative. And I like to stick to what I like to stick and I really enjoy it, but never want to be like, oh, I need to be different just to try. So I don't ever want to fake and I don't, you know, I being in past relationships, but I can only relate it to that. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could be every little thing for my spouse, which is not the case. Just let them find it somewhere else or yeah. someone else.
1: <laughs> I love, but by the way, I really love that you like made a point to to say this because people a lot of times who are very against non monogamy or think that it's bad or wrong are like, your relationships just broken or like you fell out of love and that's why you're doing this and. The truth of the matter is we are deeply in love and we just want to enhance that because relationships with others have always made us feel like more connected to each other and more mysterious to one another and full of love to come back and share. So yeah, just because you're exploring with somebody else doesn't mean that your relationship is lacking in any way because one person can't be a Entire spectrum. Right. Yeah. Thank you. So, in the beginning, we had our own boundaries and we never really talked about boundaries with Lolo. And, like, I think that all of us having a different idea of the other person's role in our lives kind of left some open windows for like some jealousy to creep in or some like, where do I stand in this relationship? Do you want to talk about
0: that? Yeah. So, again, there's no playbook to this open relationship that we had experienced. And we were just going with the flow and doing what we do, you know? And I remember, I'll just speak on a few times, you know, I felt jealous but I was like, no way. I don't know if I can do this. I remember the first time I experienced Pasha flirting with other girls in front of me. And I always knew that this was going to happen.
1: Well, which by the way didn't happen for about like five months or or Um, so.
0: I would say a couple. Like maybe there's only
2: certain like scenarios where I flirt with other women. I I try to keep it very (laughs) tame.
0: Yeah, we were in an environment where he was an animal. (laughs) The first time I'd seen him like that, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I hadn't seen this side of him. But like all the girls love Pasha. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And I look at the guy. I know. He's so handsome. And I was like, oh my God, like this, I don't know. And he was, he was explaining to me like, babe, this is how our relationship, you know, this is how I am sometimes. Like I like to express the side of me. And if we're going to like be together, like this is what is going to happen sometimes. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. And so, um, yeah, so that was like a shock for me. And then, um, I was thinking, yeah, I wasn't sure like at, at the time it was, it was new for me, right. To be like in love with somebody and see them flirting with somebody else. I never felt jealous mm-hmm. of you, but with other women it was different. And so, because I guess like I still had the thought in my mind of like, oh, I'm easily going to be replaced by these girls. Mm. Maybe one day he's going to choose one of these girls over me and I'm not going to go home with him or something like that. You know, those Mm. thoughts were coming through my head. And again, it took us having a really open, vulnerable conversation about like, gosh, I was just, you know, you were just like the relationship that you and I have is very special. It's not going anywhere. There's only one you. I might have these interactions with other women and flirt with other women, but it doesn't change the love that I have for you and how I feel for you It does not change at all. Mm. And so in that moment, it just clicked for me of like, oh yeah, flirt with whoever you want that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess, you know, it's one of my love languages, words of affirmation. The fact that he told me the feelings I have for you aren't going anywhere. And what we have, no one is going to ever replace. Mm. Meant the world to me, so much to me, because I knew in that moment, my love is unique. I'm unique. Mm. I'm special, right? And what we have is special. And I knew what we had was very special. Um, And then one other moment, I did get jealous when Pasha wanted to hook up with one of our friends. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, it was was kind of the same thing. I was like, "I I don't think I could do that because... I love that he's trying to figure out who it is because he doesn't remember. I love that he doesn't know. He wanted to experience a foursome. I obviously wanted wanted to experience a foursome too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if this answers your boundary question. I'm just like, at the time I remember it was like no friends, kind of like how you guys were. I was like, no friends. Mm -hmm. That's so weird to me. Like they're in our circle. Like might be weird when we see them again. Yeah. But you know, it was for me was I felt if it was another girl that was in our friend group, I I felt that insecurity of like, oh, Mm -hmm. like maybe she'll Mm -hmm. replace me. I think this does really answer the boundary question
1: because the interesting thing about boundaries is a lot of times we don't know that we have a limit until somebody crosses it. Yeah. Right. And so I think like we made the mistake of not actually having a boundaries conversation with Lauren ever. Up until a certain point in time, like when we were all on vacation together and like boundaries, you know, felt uncomfortable and crossed. And so we had to have like some real open, honest conversations. But for people listening who are like, oh, I want to set up all the rules and things like that. Sometimes you don't know what's going to be uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go and like test things out and try the waters. Right. Like test the waters. And when you find your limits and you find your boundaries by them being crossed, like, I think it's not really, and not saying we did this because we had like amazing conversations and everything was sorted out. But for a lot of people that are trying out open relationships, you see like a boundary gets crossed and someone's like really hurt and upset and projects that onto the other person. And it's like, well, the other person didn't know it was a boundary. Right. And so then once you realize, okay, this is kind of a limit for me, this is somewhere that's really uncomfortable for me to go. And I might need this to be slower, or I might need to like not do this. And I might need to do a little bit of work on myself first, on my own self-acceptance and feeling like enough before we can like go and revisit this thing. But a lot of times, like you have no idea until something stings. And just because it stings doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just like that is an indicator of what you can work on within yourself. Mm -hmm. and where communication can get stronger. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So I guess I just wanted to wrap that up with, yeah, just feeling that feeling of jealousy, but then we got to discuss it, you know, and Mm -hmm. actually the three of us talked about, I think, which very much helped that you were there too. And it definitely came down to a deep rooted issue of when I was in relationships in the past and Unhealthy relationships and getting p- compared to other girls, like, well, this girl's hotter than you, this mm. girl's this. So, I think it, yeah, that brought up a lot of stuff from my past, mm. um, of like, I am replaceable, yeah, you know. And so, having that conversation with you guys about other girls, even if they're in our friend group, just knowing that, like, I wasn't going anywhere and the feelings that you felt about me. It's just with us, like, and it's special and what we have is so special and it's not going anywhere. Um, So anyways, that turned into me being turned on when Pasha's (laughs) with other women. So, so much. (laughs) Welcome to my club.
1: Uh I get it. Now it's a club of two. (laughs) Such a turn on. So I'm curious what you learned from like that situation because we didn't know, right? What we didn't know, we Like we're learning how to kind of care for a third person. Yeah. And we didn't like kind of like in hindsight, it's like, duh, we like did all this work with each other. Like, why didn't we do it with Lauren? Um, and kind of hearing you say earlier or no, actually you were saying it, you were describing how he was like, well, babe, this is, this is kind of a side of me. So like, this is going to show up sometimes, um, in hindsight, would you have done anything differently or do you have any advice for guys like in this situation? to help him prepare
2: <laughs> yeah I think um well I know that I I what I did there so I'm used to running a million miles per second and how my life is my life but I had to slow down and I had to remember oh crap like I care for someone I, like again and I'm, re- I'm relearning to communicate all the things that I've done with Jessica again and I have to slow down and take baby steps instead of saying like, so like I had to be like less harsh in my unapologetic ways of myself and be like, oh, Lauren doesn't know yet. (laughs) This is very new to her. So just to slow down and communicate like, hey, like almost like, uh, I want to say prep is the right word, but like, hey, you know, going to communicate, hey, Lauren, I am like wanting to go and I'm going to be flirtatious and you might see a side of me that I don't really show that often. But when I do, it's like a whole nother Pasha and, mm-hmm. you know, I go a little wild. So just to like, you don't know what to expect and you just kind of just like hit you all at once. So I definitely learned to slow down. These two are feeding <laughs> each other. So cute. Um, yeah.
1: Well, cause Lauren was learning like five years of like yeah. what we had done in like three months. It was like a speed train.
2: Yeah. And there's this really important note to make here for like other relationships and other couples that are not not in this sense but maybe are practicing it like just because something doesn't feel good don't try to avoid it like go into it and that really is these two are crushing this cake (laughs) like they are, they're taking my words and really taking it to heart at this cake right now
0: we're listening yeah but no
2: like to really go and attack whatever doesn't feel good because sometimes (laughs) just as Lolo said is like it not, may not just feel good in the moment because of something from the past, but actually does feel good once you get over that. Like that's the number mm-hmm. one thing that we, I at least I try to te- teach others in relationships.
1: Yes, thank you, babe. You're because quite welcome. I say this a lot <laughs> on the show, but I think it, it hits different for either like my male listeners or people who identify as male who are interested in these kinds of relationships, like don't always hear it right from me to hear you say like lean into what's uncomfortable It's an invitation because at the end of the day, if something is uncomfortable, it's likely attached to like an emotion that's kind of stuck in your body from an experience that you had when you were younger, right? We all kind of like store our trauma and things that we don't want to feel, right? So when you avoid that, that stuff is actually still present. And so every day you're fighting like low levels of that uncomfortability On the subconscious level and you just don't realize it so imagine what it's like to have that fully like excavated and kind of be free of course you're never free like emotions are fluid why why are you laughing at me i'm
2: gonna i'm gonna explain it in man terms yeah please please finish
1: (laughs) you're never you're never free like emotions are fluid so they're gonna come in and, and go out of your experience but If you're avoiding jealousy, you don't want to be triggered. You're going to avoid all situations that trigger jealousy and you're like holding it down. It's like likely fucking with you every day and you just don't realize it. It is. So yeah, once you actually move into it and like lean into the uncomfortable emotion, have the experience that helps you feel very liberated, you have no idea what it feels like on the other side until Mm -hmm. you like really taste it Yeah, like this cake. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so let me, and let me boil it down in like yeah. guy terms to really simplify it. Cause you can refer it back to what she exactly said is like, if you're playing any sports, you have to go through the uncomfortable of training being sore, but you have to keep doing it and you have to keep attacking it to get the results that you want. And mm-hmm. you have to refer it to emotions as well too, is that just because it's uncomfortable and just cause it kind of sucks in the moment, doesn't mean there's not like greatness on the other side. Mm. Now there's a powerful distinction between like, dislikes and like, um, and like dislikes and jealousy, there's an actual difference there. And you have to distinguish that by, you know, really getting in touch with your emotions, but like really the metaphor of just leaning into the uncomfortable really does lead you to greatness after.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Interesting. I feel like, so we've been centralizing like this relationship a lot with respect to like you and Pasha um were you ever jealous of our relationship hell no never
2: (laughs) hell no um (laughs) i'm i'm i like to proclaim myself as very easygoing as on on these things like for me it's amazing so i know i work a lot i know i sometimes i get obsessed with things and the fact that jessica found another partner who i like trust love and like admire and like want to take care of as well too that she brings you joy are you kidding me like why would i not want my wife to be even happier than what i can do so no there is literally no jealousy whatsoever at all except like in those moments like when you're in a relationship or married and like you know you're wrong in like in some kind of argument and i'd be like lolo and she'd be like
0: well yeah Pasha. <laughs> <laughs> son of a I'm bitch like, God, right. i would be in the middle of these <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. wait
1: you you felt like you were in the middle sometimes no, we like, got
2: into our tiffs uh, i know for sure
1: <laughs> uncomfortable just for you like up, yeah. So, yeah you want to be uh, in this marriage until yeah. there's an argument
2: <laughs> she'd be like mom and dad are fighting like, well, stop fighting mom and dad right.
1: that's not right wait, yeah it was Should usually wrong up?
2: Dude, don't you. put me
1: into this like
2: this obviously jessica Duh. here
1: have some cake actually
0: <laughs> have some oreo cake babe no, no, I'm good. that's funny okay. this bite though you i'm haven't okay i'm really okay yet. thank Just you like, feed it to lola she's not a sweet i'm a sweet Ugh. you are sweet um, okay so
2: well, i'm gonna ask you a question yeah
0: i'm here you know I'm like you,
2: you're asking a, us a bunch of questions yeah. like how what, i i would have to under like assume that people who are listening when we heard that they heard that you're like a fangirl of us, like what brings you so much joy out of like us connecting in the beginning and us being like, and being okay with us falling in love with each other in the beginning. Like, you know, that takes a lot of guts.
1: I'm a fucking hippie.
2: Yep. All right. I don't know. Well said.
1: No, um, (laughs) (laughs) that is kind of the easy answer. I always make the joke that I am the psychedelic sheep of my family, meaning like, you know, I moved to Los Angeles. I'm very much all about love. Like, I think that love can heal the world. And I'm also kind of that crusader, like activist, who's like, what is wrong with our model of love, right? We've gotten into this, like, you know, nuclear family model of love that we've only been doing for a few hundred years that was basically brought to us by religion. And if you really look at history, we didn't operate like this for, you know, hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years. We lived in communities, villages, tribes, and there were not husbands and wives and children. There were communities and like tribes and clans and all of that. So I always really thought that there was something to that. I read the book Sex at Dawn. I read Wednesday Martin's Untrue over the years. And it really had me thinking like outside of the box for a relationship. And so, yeah, I kind of from a research point of view and also from like just my heart and being like a very free love, like love only expands. It doesn't divide. Um, Coupled with the fact that I knew from a very young age that I was attracted to women, married with the fact that getting with you like in the very beginning of our relationship before we were even married, we decided like we wanted to just be ourselves and be honest about who we are. We were. And then it was like a perfect storm of like being very sexually repressed in my previous relationship of three years to where I wanted to express. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's not just one thing. People are like, oh, well, what's the one thing? Like there's a magic pill for being okay with this. It's not, it's just my life experience, my learning. I think my open mind being comfortable with hurting. So many people just try to avoid pain in this life. And like, that's not the goal. The goal of being human is to feel the full spectrum of your emotions. So whether it's joy, bliss, or happiness, you can't feel that at a 10 We were just with a a a beautiful client the other day that we had in one of our sound um, meditation ceremonies, who said like, "Wow, I understand now that like I can't actually feel joy at a ten unless I understand pain at you know a ten also." And so I think that bumping around in this life trying to like avoid getting hurt is the opposite of what I want to do. I want to feel it all, and I want to like actually like embrace the un because pain's inevitable. We're we're gonna have pain. We're gonna have loss. And so looking at this was really not scary because I looked at it like an adventure. I was like, okay, (laughs) I might get hurt. This might go sideways. But also if I don't do it, I'm limiting myself from experiencing the fact that it might be brilliant. It might be the greatest, you know, communal love of my life. It might be, you know, This woman who I have a bond with that I could never describe, and that, like, I can't get with Pasha because we have a feminine connection, right? And, like, we have a different dynamic that I would never be able to achieve in my marriage. And so, I think being okay with all of that and being okay with watching you two was. Just a culmination of like who who I am as a person, I guess, like it's what I stand for, like I'm very outside the box, obviously, if you know me, and I kind of lived that way in the closet for a really long time, and so this was really like I think our relationship a way for me to open up and really like walk my talk kind of of who I am and doesn't mean it wasn't scary, but I'm so glad I did it because the fear is actually so small compared to like what the possibilities are and where it will lead you and like what it will teach you. Yeah. Does that answer your question?
2: It definitely oh, does. So
1: beautiful. Did mm-hmm. you cry?
0: You both cried because you're Pisces babies. It was, it's coming. I <laughs> yep, mean, totally believe in grace, but... <sighs> Sure. Because I mean, what came up for me is, you know, I always said like, I didn't do this, I wouldn't have this. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, it was, it felt like such a risk being in a relationship with both of you. But because of that risk that I took, it led me to the greatest love, to the greatest community, to the most beautiful experiences, traveling around the world, Mm -hmm. like really diving deep with each other, um, being vulnerable in ways I've never been vulnerable. Yeah. You know, um, creating this expansive love. That I've never felt before with community, and then you and I just creating our beautiful retreats mm-hmm. together um, would have never happened. It's part of our love recipe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all of this. Speaking of expansive experiences, I it will end vulnerability. There's like two more questions that I have. So I I want to know what has been the most I guess vulnerable that you've had to be because of this dynamic and um i feel like you've already answered this question kind of um but like what types of vulnerability has this dynamic brought into your life pasha what
2: kind of vulnerability has this brought into my life Mm -hmm. i mean i just I mean, I'm not like the greatest at like communicating my like emotions. I'm good at communication. Mm. I'm not great at
1: (laughs) communication.
2: Yeah, I'm not the best at like distinguishing what my Mm. emotions are and like being able to label them uh, sometimes because I like emotions go in disarray. But just like there's like a lot of times we were in Bali and I had to like realize I had to slow down. I had to really like. Be open. I had to be very communicative with you to protect what I thought was protecting you, like our friendship and you. And so it made me slow down in the sense of when you care about someone, you have to go to their level. And in this case, it's Lolo just experimenting with this relationship where me and Jessica were already advanced in this relationship and me having it to bring it to a point where, you know, I had to slow down because I care for her. Right. And so I guess in that sense to be vulnerable. Yep. That's my
1: answer. To be vulnerable and like, and maybe knowing at that point that you could Put your needs aside to like meet somebody else's is what I yeah, mean. Maybe
2: the needs aside, but also me being able to communicate who I am, but also doing it on somebody else's like timelines mm. and comfortability, which if anyone knows me, is pretty hard to do. Yeah, but I would do it for you. Mm.
0: And I did do it for you. you. I love you. Love you.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like you answered this, so if you want to just highlight something you've already shared,
0: yeah. There's so many things. I had to be vulnerable in expressing my truth to new things, you know, new experiences like with other women and also been vulnerable. You know, there's been times with you, Jess, where we would clat not clash, you know, ha- have our little tiffs. Mm-hmm. And it's different with Posh than with you because... We're two women. And so, two women can easily just piss each other off, or, mm-hmm. you know, and so there were times where I felt I had to communicate to you, you know, like what I need or how I like to be talked to sometimes, or what I need to feel loved. And it was really, really hard in the beginning. Now yeah. I'm like, oh, I just gotta tell her. Cause, because, because, you're you're not going to know how to love me if I don't say anything, you know? Yeah. So there were, do you want to get specifics point. really yeah. quick? A
1: backup when you talk about how you want to be talked to or how you need to be loved, you can call me out on my podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here so, for it. So yeah, being, you know, St. Patty's day Pisces, you know, um, listen, Jessica and I are both hustlers at the end of the day. We both love to work. (laughs) We're obsessed with work. We both love to be in service. We both love to hold space for people. That's the most important thing to us is to hold space. And so as being business partners now... We get to have a beautiful balance of having that (laughs) business relationship where I've learned learned so much from her. And I'm so grateful because I'm a woman of abundance now. (laughs) But also feeling that with our goofiness and our silliness. Mm -hmm. If you know Jessica and I, you know that we are really, really freaking weird and silly and goofy. No, you guys.
1: What what Lauren is saying is she has been such a cause for me to slow down and relax and a reminder that just because we're working together doesn't mean that she still doesn't deserve to have my love and affection and my time and (laughs) for me to make time for our relationship and our romance, Mm -hmm. which has been a huge teacher. And I appreciate it because... Um, I think, I think in our relationship we've really let each other slide at times into being workaholics. That's into, true. Into you know taking our relationship for granted. I know we we both have like and you know I'm like an open book. That's no secret, and I want to share that in the podcast. Like we fully are both obsessed with what we do. Like Pasha builds low income communities um, and provides affordable affordable housing. And like, I love what I do as a coach and a facilitator and and bringing, you know, retreats to women and now working with Lauren and all of those capacities. And so there was a, like a, a nice time where we almost avoided putting fuel and putting fire and putting love into our romance because we're both so passionate about what we do in the world yeah and that's great because we have a strong foundation and we can afford to do that with each other we're like partners Mm -hmm. however we're missing so much goodness it
2: wasn't yeah yeah we have a strong foundation i don't mean to cut you off but like when we realized that we were doing that we were like oh my gosh this is so ridiculous! Yeah, why are we doing this?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's interesting that being with Lauren helped me really connect the dots because what you're saying is your vulnerability and a and your courage to speak up to me because I know that I can be a little dominant and I can be kind of a steamroller <laughs> when it comes to work. I learned from the best. Yeah, uh-huh. and I know um, that <laughs> really
2: she pointed put, to somebody else, put not me. me
1: in my <laughs> it put me in my place and like and and checked me and what i took away from that and like have been able to slow down and it's been it's actually been a gift in my own life, but it's been so beautiful for our relationship. I actually took and applied to our relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, we have this dynamic. We're very, we call it like a flow. We don't have labels. Like, like you said, you guys are best friends the majority of the time. And then sometimes lovers and like, there's a romance obviously here that's rich. And that is like been here for a minute, but there's also a family vibe and we get to constantly focus on the balance, nurturing all of those relationships, our business, but also our friendship and our love and your friendship and our, how we operate kind of still is like a little bit of a unit. It's like, it's been the greatest, the greatest gift. And I just want everybody listening to know, like, there's a lot of people who over-sexualize I think polyamory and mm. like what we do when they hear like oh you're in a triad or a throuple they just like literally think it's sex like all day long
0: <laughs> like the reality <laughs> is like no.
1: what is the, I don't we, we joke but we don't even remember the last time Lauren and I had sex um really when's but, the last
2: time you guys had sex oh,
1: god, oh god it's been a while I mean but I feel oh. very romantic and like loving towards you you know every day um Same. yeah. And so it's like what I want people to learn is like there's such um there's so much more to this than sex. It there's really so much is. more to it love is. and a lifestyle than making it a fetish, right? Than making it like a threesome fetish. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to end on a high note. <laughs> so, I would love to hear your highlight reel. It doesn't have to be sexy. But is there anything that when I say what are your top three moments or experiences in our dynamic with the three of
0: us, um, what you would say top three? You guys are thinking the same thing. Okay. That one night. (laughs) night. Someone's birthday party. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) And just give the highlight reel. We had a wild night on the dance floor and that was when we first like came out to one of our best friends clute clute yeah and <laughs> <laughs> um we mm, danced a lot that night and the sweet. shower <laughs> the shower scene yeah. the shower scene we was came back to main house and had the most epic brace of my life yeah still well i guess our sex progressed since then but that was has Pretty it? well. We were all over the place. There was shower scenes. You had that little couch chair. There was that scene. Um, mm-hmm. 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 The bedroom. Um, that was our first wild. Yeah. threesome experience. Mm.
1: Yeah. Right. Vasha's <laughs> face. Um. Okay. So. Do you have another time? I would say.
0: Peaking with you guys? Yeah, peak oh, life okay. moment. I mean, a couple things that pop up are beautiful memories of us traveling in Bali together. Mm-hmm. And Burning Man and Tulum. Oh. And cuddling on the couch. Burning Man. Burning Man dancing till the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Burning Love
2: Burning Man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we should tell everyone that's listening peak moments are when you realize <laughs> that you're literally peaking in life moment. There's moments that just take your breath away. That's a peak moment. So in our friend circle, if you're peaking, you let everyone know that you're peaking because it's a top moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: just so everyone okay. knows um, yes. for me, I would have to agree. There's been the sex that we have us three or Freaking phenomenal.
1: Why do you think that is so? Oh <sighs> no, but like break it down.
2: Well, both of you are so good. So hot and visually freaking stunning. Um and just
1: We're more than our beauty.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't even let me get there. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Um, just the chemistry that we have, I think there's a lot of like wanting to please everybody else like Mm. there's a lot of compersion while we're having sex and that makes it really beautiful and i think at this point now we're all so comfortable with each other and we Mm. all know so each other and when you're when you love somebody the sex just gets better and better with time um so yeah i mean like there's a lot of like great sexual memories um one of my funniest memories i have which i'm just going to say is when we were at the orgy dome in burning man (laughs) And Lolo, we were, it was us three, but like there really, you know, wasn't too many attractive people in that thing. And Lolo was that like. That we were
1: attracted to. That we were yeah. attracted
2: to. Thank you for correcting me. Politically, <laughs> I have to be politically correct, obviously. Um, Lolo started making her rounds like it was a bar.
0: <laughs> She's tell. like, I want to see who's here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was on a mission.
2: Yeah. That was, that was something funny. I have, there's just so many good moments of us all just so cuddling many. and just hanging out and whatnot, so. Yeah. What
1: about you? Mm. Oh, well, the thing that popped into my mind just now was, um, I mean, we've had so many, but to not obviously, and both what you shared were part of my top three. There's two that come to mind. The family that we have, all of us, like our our blood families that we were born into, our biological families have all been so supportive of us. And Last year, we all had our dads here at the same time.
2: Oh, yeah. That was Oh, sick. my God. So special. Yeah.
1: So your
0: dad was here. Lauren's dad was here. and My dad was here for a crawfish boil. Yeah, shout, shout out to DU, bro, and Donnie Red. Yeah. <laughs> One time in L.A., baby. It was amazing. <laughs> and I just
1: felt so, like, so, I guess, normal in our experience of what we've created and to have our dads all there at the same bar, you know, barbecue vibes, um, was really special for our dads to all meet and, you know, hang out together. And then, um, another thing that popped into my head was, so I surprised Pasha last summer with a vow renewal. Because mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, Pasha surprised me with a wedding. We weren't even engaged. He proposed and then he had a wedding mm-hmm. set up all in the same day. We were engaged like, completely, for 45 minutes. Yes. So confident. Completely just blindsided me, which I love because he knows me and I did not want a conventional wedding. Um, And so seven years of marriage. I decided I was going to blindside him, uh, had a suit and a, and a wedding gown and drove to Santa Barbara in like an old, like 19, like 62. I don't even remember like Mustang convertible, beautiful little car. And Lolo met us up there as a surprise to take photos on the beach of our Val renewal and It was really cute because Pasha (laughs) saw her on the street, and like it was just so classic us three—like me trying to pull off this surprise, and like Lolo being there. She didn't ruin it. it (laughs) Not ruin it, but she
2: ruins every surprise.
0: She she has a really
2: hard time
1: keeping surprises. You guys, no, I can't lie for shit. So (laughs) I just feel like in that that experience was so beautiful because I was like gifting you something that you had gifted me and and Lauren, you were there for it. Um, And then just like, you know, us committing our love to one another, like, you know, recommitting, I guess, because we have a, we have a trend that we like to say vows again every year and decide if we want to, you know, go at it another year. And Lauren got to be there for that experience, which was, I think really made it really complete because you are such a big, part of our lives at this point. And I can't imagine like my life without you in it. And I think we, you know, we both feel that way. So just to like have that night and then we had an epic threesome that night. And like, you know, anytime the three of us are together, it's kind of like, you know, spontaneous combustion. Mm. Um, but yeah, that would be mine. Awesome. Yeah. Well, folks, I'm out of tequila. This cake is demolished. (laughs) You yeah. should
2: devoured it. I had we two did work. bites. One bite.
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you both for coming on the show. And um I think being such a voice for this type of lifestyle and helping people understand, like that it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but that it's so worth it. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would want to share, like a final word of wisdom or Word to the wise or note for, you know, anyone who would be in your role in this type
0: of relationship before we end today. Yeah, absolutely. I would say if anybody is in my shoes and the most perfect relationship, the most perfect couple comes into your life, don't second guess it. And if it's something you want to explore, explore it. You're only going to discover and learn new things about yourself, about what you want in life. And just be super adventurous. I mean with more experience, exactly, there's more growth and change and expansion. So I say go for it. And that's what I did. And look where it got me. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Fashi?
2: Um yeah, mine will be real quick. It's just as a man, create a container for your spouse to feel really safe to explore. And there might be some greatness on the other side.
0: Mm.
1: cheers for that, my love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow. All right, you guys, Wait, well, what about you in your shoes? Um, go for greatness. Mm. Don't have a mediocre life in any sense of the word. Sex life, love life, romance, relationship, Business stepping into your fear is like likely where your greatness and your gifts are. So, yay! I love you guys. Love you. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a blast. Not sure if I'm on a sugar high or. Uh, a tequila buzz, but I hope that you all enjoyed listening to this as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. If you did, don't hesitate to leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're watching this. I appreciate them so much. And it means the world to me that you continue to listen to this show. So until next week, lovers, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. at LuckyLandslots.com.
0: Available to players
1: in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions
0: apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.